Hey, this is Jeremy, and you're listening to the Negotiating for Life podcast. Today, we're going to put the pie into listening, because here's the truth. There is always room for pie, right? And it's actually true. We're going to finish up this talk on the ways to truly connect through listening using active listening skills that hostage and crisis negotiators have been using forever. And this is long overdue, but it's time for us to finish up with the pies of more pies. And these last tips and tools are really, really helpful. So I want to jump right into them today, help you see how they can be utilized in your family, your business, your relationships. P in pies stands for paraphrasing. And I know that this sounds probably very familiar to a lot of you. Like, of course, paraphrasing. I know what that is. It's when I tell people what, what they said and I just summarize it. Like I watched my son today as I audited his class. This is the beauty of the whole um, distance learning. My son here in, in San Diego, we are 100% distance learning. And so he's at home and, I, and I'm at home. So I walked in, I laid down in his bed during his English class today. And he's like, dad, what are you doing? You're, you're distracting me because he's on his zoom call. And, and I said, I'm auditing your class. If you don't like it, take it up with the principal. Well, guess what? I'm the home principal. So that's me. So the answer was he's going to audit my class. And so I listened in as they were going over a short story. And then the teacher said, I want you to summarize what you learned and what you heard. Can you paraphrase for me what this actually meant? And I went, Oh, let's see. And so he began to talk about like, here's what it is to me as he was writing it down and stuff. And I was asking him questions cause I was really good at distracting him from his classwork. But I kept telling him like, you're muted. Your teacher can't hear me. Anyways, I'm kind of that annoying dad. And now I'm the annoying dad that goes to school with him. But when he shared what he was doing, I'm like, Oh buddy, that's a lot of detail. Well, yeah. Cause I, I'm trying to tell her what this, no, I said, no, the paraphrasing is let's get the heart. Let's get the heart of what's being said. What's the conflict. What's the, what's the desired resolve. That's, that's the basics the conflict, the desired resolve. And the same thing is true when you're in a situation with someone and you paraphrase for them what you've heard. This is an opportunity for curiosity. That's how I look at paraphrasing. It's an opportunity for curiosity. And what I mean by that is it's not a chance for me to tell you what you said. It's a chance for me to ask you if, if what I heard is correct. There's a big difference. And one of the things you're going to learn as you are putting these skills to work is that so much of what we are doing is actually just being curious. It's not being judgmental. It's not assuming. It's not assuming that we're hearing it right, that the message is coming across right. It's, a, it's really trying to get to the heart of what's actually being felt. What's the conflict? What's the resolve? And so when I paraphrase with someone, I will say it's something like this. So what I heard you say is X, Y, Z. And then I oftentimes will say, did I get that right? Is, is that about correct? Is, is that really where we're at? Because I want to clarify, maybe I'm wrong. The goal of a paraphrase is for me to summarize what I've heard and then have the person either confirm that I'm listening right, which makes them feel really good, or have them correct me, which also makes them feel really good because it gives them the power and the opportunity to make sure it's clear. Last night, my wife and I were at Target and we were walking around and we were, we were doing what we always do. We're just talking and we began to talk about our business and as it's growing and the things that we're working on in our personal business. And, and 
I asked her the question as she, she made a statement about a group that she's in. And I said, can I ask you a question? Like, what, what do you love most about our business? What drives you to make it want to grow? What do you love about it? And she began to tell me the things that she loved. So she went down a couple of rabbit trails. And if you were to know my wife, you would know that's very common. So she went down some rabbit trails and then she with a couple more questions. She would come back and, and then I said, okay, totally hear that. Let me, let me see. If, so what you're basically saying, what I, what I think I'm hearing you say, see, how I did that. What I think I'm hearing you say is that you really love to work with our clients in that moment to get them to that moment where they realize that what they have to offer is so huge that they want other people to experience it. You love that light bulb moment and that's what you love. And you want more people to have that light bulb moment. And she said, yes, that's exactly what I love. Now, my wife never used the term light bulb. She, she actually spoke for about five to 10 minutes for me to come back and say that, but that's what paraphrasing is. It's simplifying down the, the, the message, the heart of what's going on, the desired resolve, the desired outcome. And if I'd have got it wrong, it would have been okay because then we could go, I could ask more questions and I could learn. And that is the beauty of paraphrasing. So I want to encourage you, it's a really good opportunity that when you're in a, in a discussion with somebody and you think you've heard, just ask for the opportunity. Is it okay if I tell you what I think I'm hearing you say? Most people will jump at that because that means you're listening and you're listening to understand. And then just see if you got it right. That's paraphrasing. The second one, the P, then you got the I and the I, I love the I it's I messages. I don't love it just because it sounds like a really cool Apple product. I love it because it is so helpful in those moments that things are actually uncomfortable in those moments that you can sense your, your blood pressure rising because how something's going, whether that's blood pressure rising out of fear, whether it's blood pressure rising out of, out of you're starting to get a little bit offended uh, maybe you're getting your feelings hurt. You're frustrated. And that happens. It happens in, it happens in a crisis negotiation. It happens in a family discussion. It happens with friends. And so, so sometimes we have to take a moment. We have to be able to course correct. We have to, we have to have that moment that we can kind of adjust what what's happening or at least, and maybe get some, a little bit of response without ending conversation without becoming accusatory, without becoming judgmental. So this is how you use an I statement. And I really like I messages. I'll give you a great example of a training I was at that we was on a, the rooftop of a building, which that's kind of cool to be able to say you've actually done trainings on the rooftop of a building. I don't know. I love that. There was a man up there and he was sitting on the ledge of this rooftop and it was our job to go talk him off the ledge. And so we walked up to this man and he's sitting and he's, and he's won't talk to us really much. Kept saying, go away. Things like that. Won't really talk to us. We used I messages because even though we weren't having conversation, he was doing some things that we recognize as signs that are, that are not safe signs that are dangerous. He was rocking back and forth. And in that moment, you can utilize an I message to number one, hopefully stop the behavior. Number two, show that you see what's going on. So there's three steps to an I message. It's describing the attitude, the behavior, or, or what you're experiencing or what you're, or what you're observing. Okay. The second is telling the person what that behavior or attitude or word response, what that is making you feel. And, and then giving that effect that that behavior has on the rest of us. 
Okay. The effect. So describe the feeling that that behavior creates and the effect that that has on you. So one, it's describing the behavior. Two, it's giving the feeling that that behavior creates. And three, the effect that that behavior has. So I'm going to show you how we did that with this man on the rooftop. And so we said, sir, I become nervous. Do you hear? There's, there's what it makes me feel. I become nervous. I get nervous when I see you rocking back and forth because I'm scared you're going to accidentally fall and hurt yourself. And I don't want you to be hurt. That, that would be devastating. I describe the behavior rocking back and forth. I describe how I feel. It makes me nervous. And the effect is it would be devastating if something happened to you. And I'll tell you, even in that scenario, he stopped for just a moment. It allowed us to to affect the behavior for just a moment. It actually was a, a bridge builder to more conversation because you know what response is when you say it would be devastating. Really, why would it be devastating? Even though it wasn't like a happy response from him, it opened the door to communication. So it, it allows us to address a, a negative in a way that's not too confrontational or a way that's not too aggressive would be a better word. Not too aggressive. This, this is, again, I'll apply it to my sons. I have one son that really, really just has a thing about making his bed. Now I can walk in and I can say, I told you to make your bed. You're not making your bed. This is, you're, what is wrong with you? I can do that. I'm not sure how much bridge building that's going to do. And at some point there will be a consequence. There already has. The beauty of when your kids start making money is I start charging for things that I shouldn't have to do that they're making me do. But you can talk to me about my parenting skills later. Instead, what I can walk into the room and is I can say this, I get frustrated when even after I've asked several times this morning for you to make your bed, you haven't made your bed it, it frustrates me. Do you see how that's not, I mean, that's confrontational. I'm telling him I'm frustrated. I'm telling him I'm upset, but I'm not yelling at him. I am not being aggressive with him. I'm expressing what's going on and it opens the door for communication. When my wife says, man, I wish you would just help with the dishes. Would you just do something around here? And I'm not saying she does that, but I'm giving you an example. I wish you, wish you would just, when you share with me that, when you say to me that I don't do anything around here, I actually get my feelings hurt because I feel like I'm contributing a lot. See how you do that? I get my feelings hurt. Not you're hurting my feelings, you're being rude, you, you're doing these things. We don't tell people what they are doing. We express how we are feeling, how we are, how it affects us. And there's just something powerful about those I messages and they work so well, especially in those behaviors that are negative and those negative behaviors that can hurt someone else that can hurt you that are causing you to, to, to stir up that emotion. So, so P is paraphrasing. I is I messages and then E, I just did it. Effective pauses, man, there is power in the pause. I want to encourage you when you're in the middle of a really good conversation, when you're having that moment where it's, yeah, maybe been some conflict, but you're having that moment of conversation and, and someone's talking to you. Don't be so quick to respond. Don't be so quick to respond. 
Do you know what happens when you just take that moment to breathe and to pause? It shows number one that like you're you're actually not in a hurry to be heard. You're in a hurry to listen. Number two, it encourages the person to continue. One of the greatest things you can do in any of those moments is get someone to keep talking, keep sharing. When you're trying to connect, the goal is that they would share, that they would connect with you in an effective pause in the right moment. Now, it's not always good. You don't want every single conversation, after every question, you just kind of, I mean, even in that moment, you know, that's kind of awkward, right? You, you don't want that constantly, but you do want it. You want to have those moments of those effective pauses. When someone just shared something really important to them, they've had an epiphany or they're, they're hurting. Sometimes the greatest way to hold space for a person is to just hold space. Don't fill it with your words. Hold it in the moment. Just be quiet. There's something powerful about an effective pause. And I want to encourage you to practice that. Notice I say effective. I mean, again, it's really important that you don't just pause constantly. Listen for the moments of real meaning in the conversation you're having. Listen for something where someone's getting really vulnerable. When someone's just exposed something about themselves they wouldn't normally do, those are moments for effective pauses. You're making progress in connecting. So pause, let both of you, let that moment sink in for both of you. So that's an effective pause. And then the final one of more pies is actually summary. And summary is a great way to close out. What we would use summary for is we would summarize how the entire conversation has gone. So paraphrasing is that moment, right? It's like, okay, here's what I think I just heard you say. Summary, now the way we use it in the field is a lot of times I'll have to use summary in order for a new negotiator to step in. Maybe I've been negotiating for six, eight hours and it's just, I need to got to go to the bathroom or maybe it's not been going super well or, or I need to do something else because we're, we're working on deals and we're trying to figure out how to make this come to a peaceful resolve. So a lot of times what I'll do with summary is I'll utilize that in order for a new team member to come on. And so I'll introduce this new team member to, to the person on the other side of the phone or, or wherever they may be, the other side of the door. And I'll say, Hey, team member a, this is, this is so-and-so and here's what we've talked about so far. Here's kind of where we're at. And, and I really, and, and, and so you can take it from here and I've already built the trust with this person to allow that transition to happen. And I use summary to kind of get the person caught up. The way you can use summary in your own life is that you can summarize at the end. These are really good at the end of conversations. One of the things we would do in coaching is we would summarize the decisions that's been made. We would summarize the actions that are going to happen. And it's a full recap of the entire conversation, not a moment, not a few moments, but it's a full recap of the entire conversation. It brings closure. Summary brings closure. And it again confirms that you've been listening. And I always still say, hey, do we agree on this? So in the case of my son in the bedroom, after we have the conversation about making beds and then it doesn't go as, as planned, it ends up in a longer conversation and I'm trying to hear him, he's trying to hear me and we're connecting and we come to an agreement that if there's two times, like, well, is, what do you think? If there's two times of you not making your bed before you leave for school, that's going to be like, I got to make that bed twice. That's like 20 bucks. 
I, that's like, it's going to cost you 20 bucks out of your budget. Again, you can message me about my parenting skills later. But then when we're all done having those conversations or hashing it out, we had a great one like this just the other day about going away to college. And it was a really powerful, powerful moment with my son. And, and he was talking about his fears. He was talking about his ex- ex- expectations, his excitement, things that he was scared of, things that he was, um, didn't, was dreading, things he didn't even like, they was mad about. And we had all these conversations. And at the end, before we walked away, we had to summarize. So here's kind of what we've talked about today. And here's what our next steps are going to be. And here's where we're going to go. Summary is a great thing because then we can all, it, it unites us. Summarizing unites you. And so I would encourage you to use summary in those, especially in those relationship moments when you've definitely had that conflict and you're trying to connect I would definitely encourage those of you guys who are coaches out there to kind of summarize with your clients at the end. I know you know this. If you're a coach, you know this, but you summarize. So what are we walking away from taking away from this conversation right now? What are we taking away that we are going to implement? That's what summary is. This was our conflict. This was our, our circumstance. This is how we're choosing to move forward for the desired resolve. That's what summary does. And I love it. It brings closure to conversation. So that's more pies, M-O-R-E-P-I-E-S, minimal encouragers, open-ended questions, reflecting, mirroring, emotional labeling, paraphrasing, I messages, effective pauses, and summarizing. I will tell you right now, if you put those things into practice, you will become amazing at connecting, which is the very first step. Those active listening skills are the first step to truly building rapport and building rapport is the next step to creating positive influence to affecting real change in people's life, in your business, in your family. This is how we level up. We level up through connecting authentically. And so I hope that you'll utilize these skills. If you want some really good connecting questions, I want to give them to you. All you got to do, I put it in the show notes, or you can just find me on Instagram. I'm just Jeremy Nix on Instagram. Come get them. I want you to have these really, I put together 50 questions for connecting, real connection. So come get them. And I can't wait for us to connect next time on the podcast. Like I said, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Want to encourage you, if you want those connections, just find me at Jeremy Nix on Instagram or right in the show notes. See you next time.